It Could Have Been Great is a pop culture podcast where some pals talk about stuff we wish we liked more. We even love some of the things we criticize on the show. Some of them. We also think it's totally cool if you love the thing. More power to you. We just think that it could have been great. Welcome to It Could Have Been Great, a roundtable discussion where we attempt to fix mostly mediocre media. Spoilers ahead. I'm your host, Diana Paparozzi, and today, as always, I'm joined by my good friends. I'm Katie Knox, filthy casual and former film major. I live and work in Japan and occasionally need to be reminded that I do, in fact, enjoy things. I'm Julia Heslin, author of books and friend to bugs. So hello, ladies. Hello. Merry Christmas to all! Yes, on this Christmas. Beautiful Christmas Day! This is an auditory nightmare. Yep. (laughs) Welcome back to your least favorite podcast. It could have been great. So, ladies, uh, what are we talking about this week? It's time for Rise of the Guardians. That movie. Only Tumblr really remembers. And only Tumblr enjoyed it. (laughs) And DeviantArt. Actually, DeviantArt. DeviantArt also, I guess. The internet, I'd say, in general. So, doing my research for this movie, apparently it got a huge second wave of popularity after Frozen came out because of the the Jack and Elsa fan pairing. Mm. I didn't realize that it became more popular because of that. I forgot they didn't come out the same year. Like, uh, I forgot yeah, that... several yeah. several years between there, I believe. Yeah, at least one or two. And, uh, yeah, I think it's one or two. By the way, it, this even though this is, you know, a more of a loosely inspired Christmas episode, don't at me about this not being a Christmas movie. Yeah, we don't I care. know it takes place in Easter. We knew. But that movie... We knew the whole time, in fact. It's snowy as hell. Mm-hmm. It's full of Santa. Mm-hmm. It's christmas E. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's Christmas adjacent and yeah, um so Also that's I don't that. think Arthur I don't think Arthur Christmas was streaming on Netflix, so this was our other choice. Yeah. And I I remember liking Arthur Christmas more than I think I ultimately loved Rise of the Guardians. Like I I've like Rise of the Guardians, it's fine. It's good. Arthur Christmas is fun. But anyway. Sometime. Anyway, yeah. so Rise of the Guardians. It's uh that it's the movie that Jack Frost is in and he's in. played by Chris Pine. Oh. And that was kind of a I mean he's a very good actor. He's he's very much an adult man playing this teenaged boy. Um, yeah, and and it's really funny to read people on the internet try and justify that. Like, mm. oh, it's it's a clue that he's actually three hundred years old. It's like, like we got that from the opening narration. Yeah, Thank plus you. he still sounds the same when he's a teenager. So no, it isn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually watched some because they just decided to be Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, the the Japanese uh, Japanese Netflix has the Japanese dub, and it's oh. actually pretty okay nice yeah i liked jack's voice better in japanese for the character mm-hmm. but i like chris pine a lot so i mostly watched it in english that's fair mm-hmm. chris pine's very good so yes. uh yeah so it's that movie that jack frost is in and the premise basically is that all of your childhood folklore friends like the easter bunny and santa claus and the tooth fairy and the sandman i don't know why i'm talking like this mm-hmm. it's just and happening the sandman that they're all real and they're like an avenger style superhero team and they protect children from the boogeyman well that's not really the plot but they protect children 
period, from anything. It's just yeah. currently the problem is the boogeyman. Yeah, and they don't ever mention any of the other problems. So for the for our purposes, they protect the children from this one guy. The impression for now. that I got was really their job as guardians is mostly to. It's more of a metaphorical guarding, like to put things into the world that inspire mm. wonder and joy and happiness for children, rather than. Like, there's an active threat. We need to put it down before Susie is sad. Like, <laughs> although they do all have weapons, which they I do. Was yeah. So like, there's startling. an implied um, higher Wait, level. Has a weapon? Uh, well, she has an army. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she has an army. <laughs> Tooth doesn't have like a real weapon, but she does have an army. Yeah, I feel like she has. And she does numbers. punch somebody out, so. and she does true. specifically say that the little fairies put up a hell of a fight. Yeah, that's true. Um, she doesn't so say hell because let's let's assume that they're trained in hand to hand combat. Yeah, obviously. Have you seen them? Sure. <laughs> Those little baby tooth fairies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's anyway. It's... So that's the premise, and then Jack Frost joins their ranks because the moon told them to. So this is based on a uh, book series called The Guardians of Childhood by hmm. the uh, same author as uh, Meet, Meet the, the Robinsons. Robinsons. William yeah. Joyce. The movie is, like so many movie adaptations, extremely different from the books and places. Yeah, and I feel um, like that's something that happens with his works, that they tend to be transformative when they're adapted. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's uh, fine. And yeah. I, I, like, some of the things that they I read that they hmm. changed, I thought were, okay, that's fair. And a couple of things, like, ah, I think I would have liked the original better. But, yeah. you know, it is you what know. it is. I, we're, mo- we're only going to talk about the movie today, though, I think, because yeah, we're not have read the books. We are not familiar with the books, and I don't care to become familiar with them. Not because I have a particular angry about them. I just have a lot of podcasting to do. Yeah, we don't have that kind of time, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So what they were setting out to accomplish, and this kind of, I was going to say, baffles my mind a little bit, but my brain started saying flambéed. <laughs> my mind is... Flambéed the mind. <laughs> like, just like, you, you toss yeah. the match onto the, the, it, the alcohol and it just... Boom. Yeah, it just flambéed the mind, trying to figure out exactly... <laughs> the, the question I have is, I don't know who this movie is for. Are they trying to just ma- adapt this book, like, update the computer system and do a field test with it and, like... <laughs> Because uh, the movie, it's, the way it's written, it's very much like a kid's story, which is what the Guardi- Guardians of Childhood, I believe, is, and that's yeah, fine. Yes. Like, the way it's written, it's very simple, the characters are somewhat, some might say, flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't necessarily always kill you in the crib, uh, but then, like, so it's like this whimsical script and idea, but then, like, the colors are kind of muted and washed out for most of the movie. Even in sequences think... that are super colorful. And I know it's a stylistic choice, but it's a stylistic choice that speaks to having an older audience. Well, I think it's a stylistic choice that also speaks to the original book. Because I think okay. they were, they're trying to pick up on that art style. Yeah. So, like, who is that for? That like what? So, I don't understand. what The dissonance for me is, like, it feels very much like DreamWorks was trying to make this movie to be taken seriously as an animation studio. Like, hey... We make art movies, and look how pretty, how many freckles Jack Frost has, and particle effects, and muted color palettes that are beautiful and wonderful, and then, like, the script reads kind of like a Don Bluth movie. Mm. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, Yeah, like, it's not bad, but I wouldn't say it's great either. Yeah, like, because 
Because motivations are muddy, um, yeah. easily solved, conflicts pop up and go away and are forgotten yeah. about. Or... None of the characters really have flaws. Well, they don't have any flaws that are like, in, that matter to the plot at all. That's or fair. change anything. They're just kind of there as set dressing. Yeah. So, like the Easter Bunny, he's arrogant, but that never like causes any problems. It, it doesn't yeah. even really cause any friction. It just kind of is a thing that Jack says about him once. And then every now and then he's kind of arrogant. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's that's who he is. Yeah. And it doesn't really ever have any bearing on the story. It's just kind of there. Which is, yeah. not again, not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that none of the characters have any personality traits that influence the plot in any way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so we're not yeah. sure what they were trying to accomplish, except be taken seriously, I think. That's um, just with how many freckles they fr- they they put underneath the top layer of Jack's skin. You know, they, <laughs> like, there's a lot of detail in yeah, this film. It's very beautiful to look at like, with your face. I definitely have the art assigned art book and artistic version of the poster. Yeah, like it's visually a feast. All one that. thing, one thing that uh, stuck out to me the first time I watched it. And, uh, and now again, mm. I think this is like my third or fourth time seeing yeah. this movie, just wow, in passing. Wow, you've seen it way more than I have. I, I, I don't know. I've seen it several times for some reason. Mm. Um, is uh, the lighting in a lot mm. of places is very intentional mm-hmm. in a way that uh, I think you don't really see in yeah. animation and kids' movies. Just because it's it's so much work and it's such mm-hmm. a minor detail. But like... You you can see the the sunlight from a window filtered through Jack Frost's ear, mm. like yeah, because the the skin there is thin. It's like yeah, wow, that's an all awful hail lot the of, subsurface scattering. There's yeah. a lot of detail in here. Yeah, it's like it's a masterclass in detail and in visual storytelling in a lot of ways. But then the script it's built around is just really it's boring just, and yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, the, it um, makes more sense I, than the Swan Princess. Let's yes, get that out there. It's not bad. It's just not very good. Yeah. It's it, just okay. It makes you wonder why the animation is so yeah. intense and cool and good for a story that's like, eh. Yeah. Apparently, if you were to um, watch the director's commentary... Like, 90% of the commentary is the director's going, Oh man, the tech department really pulled this off! It's so pretty! Look at this! And then they spend no time paying lip service to the, like, story. Yeah, because yeah. the script is, at times, They're... very fun. Like, they have good yeah. banter, and they have some funny jokes. But, like, the plot is just kind of... It's very flat. It's very, oh, there's a bad guy. We're not really sure, like... I mean, he says why he's a bad guy, but it's very... Boring. It's really yeah. kind of just boring. Because Rise of the Guardians doesn't really do anything problematic. No, it's just there. Yeah. I would I would describe the plot as forgettable. Yeah. Because I have seen this yeah. movie, like I said, three or four times now. And even though I, I know the you know, the gist of it, as we were watching it this most recent time, I was sitting there thinking, Yeah, I don't remember the, the beats of this story yeah. I, other than Jack Frost. He is a guardian, but not mm-hmm. a guardian. No one knows him. And then at the end, he is a guardian. Huh. Mm. What happened in the middle? I don't, there's a lot of back and forth. There's some tunnels in there. Yeah, Jude eh. Law. Jude Law was there. Jude Law is there. He, he yeah. is, you know, he's spooky. Jude he, Law is having, having a very he's good time, though. He's having a fun time being real spooky. Mm-hmm. Like, if nothing else, this movie is, like, just 
I feel it's Jude Law having the most fun maybe any human has ever had. <laughs> other than Benedict Cumberbatch playing Smaug. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, those, I think those are the two most fun things that any mm. human has ever done, maybe. That's, you can yeah. feel just the fun that they're having. So it's a it's a very fun movie to watch. It's just very forgettable. And like they they kind of made a like a flop on this one cuz really... Yeah, so this is uh this is an 87 million dollar flop. And that's if you, for the uninitiated in numbers, that is a lot of millions. <laughs> yes. Um there is only one other failure in DreamWorks history that is this big, and it wasn't a movie that they made in-house. Uh, Flushed Titan Away. Oh. oh. I forgot Flushed that away existed. From Ardman. Was, it was made by Ardman Studios, and it was just distributed by DreamWorks. And after that, they immediately cut ties with Ardman. That's <laughs> fair. My brain remembered Flushed Away only from the Wii spin-off game. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. There was a... Wii game that sometimes I would shelve at GameStop where I worked for I many forgot. years. I remember That's now. my only memory of Flushed Away is that <laughs> case, that game case. But yeah, yeah, so it was it was um a massive flop for DreamWorks. It caused a lot of layoffs. Mm-hmm. Um and it's I think it's very sad because I've heard a lot of stories from production where they they did try to do a lot of different things. And yeah, and there was obviously got... a lot of love going into this because you don't... Especially make... with Pitch. I think I think yes. the, the story team really loved Pitch and tried very hard and got yeah. somebody... Somebody told them no along the way and they were all like, aw, and they mm-hmm. kind of kicked their boot in the sand. But yeah, like, even just from, like, a visual standpoint, you can tell there was so much love put into crafting this. You don't put in that level of detail... Unless you love something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... So it's it's a shame that the movie overall is so flat. Because it, it's, it truly could have been great. You know what? You know what? To quote Bob's Burgers. <laughs> if, this movie, if this movie was a spice, it would be flour. Yeah. If it were a book, it would be two books. I think it is more than one book. It is seven It books. is, actually. It's like, it's like eight, but... Yeah. <laughs> So let's get into what works about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start us off. I think Jack Frost, the character, played as played by Chris Pine, is very charming and likable. Oh, definitely. I yeah. enjoy him. And I enjoy everyone's body language a lot. Yes. And yes. all of their little quippy banter. Also, Buff Santa. Mm-hmm. I'm here oh, for yeah, it. Buff Santa. He's very I, I good. I wish we could have recast him because I'm not a fan of Alec Baldwin, but it's fine. Yeah, but... Yeah, but it's fine. Mm, like, the designs are very cool. Yeah. Um, yes. I was a little confused only on the Tooth Fairy, not because she looks like a bird. I think that's really fun. She's mm. like a hummingbird. Yeah. It's super yeah. cool. Uh, but I saw some concept art and some, uh, I didn't research this enough clearly, but some insinuation that in the book she is Indian mm. and huh. in the movie she's pink. Her mm. skin tone is just sort of a non... It looks fairly white. It's very, it's light, but it's, like, pink. She's, if I remember correctly from what little research I did in the book, she is not human. She is from, she's not human in the movie either, but she's not, uh, she is from a, she is the last living being from a race of flying non-human things. Huh. Interesting. And, uh, the rabbit has always been a rabbit. It, it, they, okay, it. And Sand- Sandman and Pitch are aliens. Oh. 
coming huh. at come at me. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Interesting yep. indeed. I'm glad they cut all of that out because I don't Same. care. <laughs> yeah. Like that's cool. I find my my heart though isn't in it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, um, but that's there's, fine. There's, there like, that's are cool. like eight or nine books, like yeah. picture yeah. books and novels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I was picturing them more like picture books than actual no, novel No, they're a little more so there's, there's both. I guess that explains a lot. But I do like yeah. the, the hummingbird motif. But the, also, that is an overall problem. There's like no people of color in this movie. Yeah. There's yeah. like one or two of the kids you got that two are... of the kids, which are, you know. Yeah. They're all right, but they're but they there's are very also, very secondary. There's also only like three girls in the whole thing, so that annoys me. Yeah, yeah. but would appreciate. Wait, we're talking about things we like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, Sorry. like characters, Sorry. personality, dialogue. It's funny. Yes. Um. There's good dialogue. Art. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty. And the I like the opening and ending bookends of yes, and I, which yes. I probably are a thing in the book, the actual book, but like. Yeah, oh. because the man in the moon is a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. It, it is the same type of character that he seems to be in the movies where he is silent and does yeah. not interact. But like he's but... like, oh, this is the only thing that the moon ever told me was my name and blah, blah, blah. And then the end, it's like, well, you know what the moon told me? Destiny and blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. cool, kids. I, I enjoy actually, the bookends. I, I disagree about the bookends, unfortunately. Oh, you're not, you're not big on the bookends? I... I was okay with the opening narration, but mm. when we got to the ending, and it's like, if the man in the moon tells you something, believe it. And I was like, oh. Dante Bio! And I was like, oh, God! <laughs> yeah, maybe that could have been phrased no, a little better, but... I don't care specifically for the phrasing of it. The phrasing of it is not specifically what I like. I like the fact that they're there, because they make it feel okay. very fairy okay. tale. Yeah. Is the, more... The framing yeah. is yeah. good. It's... Yeah. So, anyway. One of the things that I really like... Um, I think everything that I like about this film, as I was rewatching it, I realized comes down to technical stuff. Yeah. Um, I love their boarding. God, mm. their camera work is just luscious. They had so much they could play with yeah. and they went off. They're just really and... good visual storytellers working on this project. Oh, God, it's so good. And, and like, they're being every... squandered and wasted I, on yeah. the script. And uh, this is this is a problem of the story structure the problem that i have with the story structure but the way they executed i love it there are too many chase sequences Mm, yeah there are too many moving running chase sequences but every time they did it they look stunning i wasn't like um i kept i always go back to born identity as my least favorite action movie of all time because it is the the birth of shaky cam where the camera just moves around, moves around, moves around. You can't see what's going on. Yeah. Makes you really sick. Mm -hmm. Um, To this movie's credit, also because it didn't have a real camera. It's in the computer. But um, this movie makes even, um, even chase sequences that are supposed to be confusing and scary. Like um, when Jack is in Pitch's lair and the camera's kind of chasing him around and Pitch Mm. is moving from shadows and they have all of this like, um mc escher architecture that they're running around the camera is consistent you understand where you are in Mm. space you understand where you are in relation to the last shot yeah and that's really hard to pull yeah it's very just it's very crisp visually (laughs) yes Yes. and uh every every chase sequence has a a logical flow of Mm. um you can see when which character is entering a shot, leaving a shot, doing, like, there is a consistency of motion that is absent in, not only in some animation, but in 
most live action mm. action sequences. Yeah, visually it's always very easy to follow, which again is why I keep coming back to you. It's just, it's a waste that this team was put on this script because it's a very bad script. It's not a bad script. It's a very mediocre script. It's, it's flour. If it's spice, it would be flour. Yeah. The only other thing that I like particularly want to touch on before we start getting into like what to rework. Yeah. Um, is that I like the idea that Pitch is evil for the same reason that Jack, like, not the same reason Jack, like, they have a shared angst mm-hmm. in the fact that people don't believe in either of them, because Jack Frost is because nobody really knows what is a Jack Frost, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, and in Pitch's case, because, oh, well, nobody believes in the Boogeyman anymore, it's not the Dark Ages. Like, I like that they have this shared character trait, I guess you could say. Yeah, I actually... I, but it's not really, really played well enough. Like, they don't do much with it, mm-hmm. but I like I, it. Yeah, I'd like them to be... I'll, I'll talk about what I'd like them to be. Yeah. More, but um, that, They could have been said... really good foils for each other, and they almost are, because they're characters yeah. that come from similar backstory beats that turn yeah. out very differently, and I think that's a cool idea, even though it's very half-baked. So yeah, I did yeah. want to give them a shout-out for that, for that almost being there. Yeah. I, I also, um, I also do like how, um, uh, the, the team dynamic of the main guardians and their relationships with Jack, I think it's really fun, because it, mm. it, yes, it re- I, I think it is one of the, uh, best character writing Yes, the character stuff. writing is very good, which again, it's a shame the plot is so thin. <laughs> yeah, the, it, but it's, it's fun to watch. Mm. It, I, I, cause I relate to Jack a lot in the feeling of, oh wow, there's this friend group. Well, I don't think I really belong here, but they kind of want me to be here. Well, that's neat. And like, just the, the warring, um. Katie, am I Santa? Am I the Santa in this metaphor? Diana, Diana, I love you, but you know your tooth. No, Julia's tooth. <laughs> no, Julia's Santa. <laughs> what? Julia's Santa. Because you're so powerful. <laughs> Actually, no, no, the, the, that's fair though, Diana, you are the wonder in our lives. Aww, thanks. I was making um, a goof about how I'm, like, big and stuff, and I, like- jolly? And jolly. Big and jolly. And you have naughty and nice tattooed on your arms, and you really like yet. cookies. Hmm? And you like cookies. I love cookies. Don't even say, but like, you hate don't, the cold. don't even insinuate that I don't- I do hate the cold. Fuck the cold. I don't want to be Santa. I'll be the tooth fairy. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, yes. Uh, Sorry. But yeah, no, they have really good character dynamics and... Just that, that feeling of the outside looking in and yeah. an established friend group who understands their own banter yeah. and how each other works off each other. It's fun. I, I just, I like Yeah. That. And I think that's one of those things that, again, like, I like it and there's definitely a lot of potential there. So we can get into what we would have liked them to carry through with that because I feel like they kind of lose the beat of that about halfway through. Maybe a little yeah. more than half. Around the time when Jack does his betrayal. It's not a betrayal. It's a misunderstanding. But yeah. let's get into that. Well, yeah, we gotta talk before about we, that. Uh, uh-huh. Before we start throwing oh, things yes. under the bus, I did want to say mm-hmm. one thing that I do really enjoy, uh, even though I am a big, big fan of voice acting in general and love most of the voice cast here. I think everyone did a really cool job. I really like Sandman and the fact that he does not speak. Yeah. It is cool and interesting to me well it's nice to have a character that is mute yeah in general it's a very underrepresented demographic and it's usually played just for laughs yeah so even though parts of 
his uh, trying to communicate with people, I think, could have done been done better and as less of a joke. Mm. Uh, in general, I like his concept. Mm. And I don't know. He's just very sweet. He is very sweet. Anyway. He's very sweet. Mm. That's, he's, that's he's all I got. round. He's, he's got a cute design. I figured out a great way to describe this movie. Because mm-hmm. you reminded me with saying that Sandman was sweet. He's mm-hmm. like, the, the whole movie is like a macaroon. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, nothing, it's the same all the way through. <laughs> it's so pretty to look at, though. Yeah, it's very pretty, and I would like to have keychains of it, but eating it and is not sweet. actually... Yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah. Sometimes it's too sweet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rise of the Guardians, a macaroon. You heard a it macaroon. here first. This movie is a macaroon. That's going to be our new, like, way to describe movies that are <laughs> really pretty, but that are kind of not very good. Yeah. Like, so let's t- let's dunk on this movie. All right, um, let's dunk on this movie. So first of all, there's a lot of plot holes, and I wanted to make this funny joke because there is a literal plot hole where like stuff just sometimes happens and it's in a hole. And Katie mentioned earlier Pitch's lair, and I think this hole is supposed to be Pitch's lair. Sometimes there's just a hole in the woods, and yeah, that's Pitch's lair under the bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But why is it just, under the bed? Why is it just in the middle of the woods? Why? Okay. Why is it in the middle of the woods? And for me, more importantly, why is it specifically in the middle of the woods, right outside the town where Jamie, the last kid who believes in anything, yeah. it just it I, feels <laughs> very like. Uh, and then we'll put on the map as uh, Pitch's lair. It goes right here because that's 15 feet away from the other inciting incident. Yeah. We're done. Got it. Like, it's, what? it's Wait, weirdly what? thought through and it's not clear when you're watching it to me, Diana, that that is Pitch's lair. It just seems like, to me, it seemed like part of the tunnels. Like the only, the only reason, the only reason that I think the only clue that they tell you in the movie that before you go in and you see, uh-huh. oh, this is where Pitch is keeping all of the fairies, and he has a permanent globe installation here, so it must be his lair. The globe also implies that he used to be a guardian because guardians are the ones who have the guardians have the globes. I think he has an evil globe to watch as oh, his land. I am a nega guardian. <laughs> yeah. Nega force serving dirt bag. <laughs> I really need to work dirt bag into my vocabulary more because it's a really juicy, like, non-cursing insult and I adore it. Anyway. Uh, uh, but he does say, he does say, like, early in his introduction somewhere, like, I'm tired of hiding under beds and Bunnyman says, well, maybe yeah. that's where you belong and that's yeah. the end of it. Yeah. And then, and then later we cut to this pl- this hole under a bed and it's like, oh, I this mean, must I, be Pitch's I, house. I got it, but like, uh, I mean, it's not uh, the It's just, you know, it's like all the other characters, they make a big deal about like, oh, we're going to the North Pole because that's where Santa lives mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna get to the Tooth Castle. Yeah. And we have to go through the tunnels to the Bunnymund, whatever. And, if, if and Pitch, Pitch is yeah. just kind of like, well, you know, if you if you I make a list at the Arby's, there's yeah. a hole in the woods. And what? it just seemed like he retrofitted an, a part of Easter Bunny's Warrens to me. Like, a just bit, yeah. one of his tunnels. Also, if Pitch had a lair, like, and he does in the movie, then why does Pitch and Jack's confrontation happen on the tundra? Just because I random think Jack tundra. Be alone. But but why was Pitch there? It just feels because unnecessary. Pitch was like, for Jack. They, like, they, yeah, like, they could have I agree. condensed that. Yeah, I'm like, you could have or you could have put his lair in the tundra somewhere. Yeah. If I were a supervillain, 
Well, no. If I, Diana, were personally a supervillain, I would never have an Arctic lair because that would be gross and cold. Yeah, it's cold. But I feel like Tundra is a good place for a supervillain to have a lair. Like, Diana, your lair would be the volcano on the tropical island from The Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Also, like, at the end of the movie, the pitches sand nightmare horses, like, drag him off into his lair and he seems really upset about it. And I guess the implication is they're going to, like, tear him apart or something. But, like, the way that it reads to me, Diana, is, like, why are you so worried? Your your horse friends are just taking you home for a nap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, they just drag... Because I hadn't really put together, like, what the, the significance of this hole is. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's where Pitch's stuff is. It seems like he's just kind of squatting there. You could have just had, like, the lake that they were standing on in that scene open up and, like, he could get dragged under that, maybe. Or... There were a lot of things he could have been dragged under that didn't require going to the hole 15 minutes away. That... So, so I did yeah. read a theory about that scene, like, okay. an internet thing. Um, some people say that that, because the horses smell fear is what Pitch right. does. Right, no, yeah, like, film. I get that. And they, they were saying that Pitch doesn't get, like, Jack and Pitch don't get their power from belief. They get yeah. their power from something else. Jack gets his power from winter. Pitch gets his power from question mark. Mm-hmm. But question mark. he uses fear to manipulate and, right. and and gain his own power or something. I don't exactly remember how this works now that yeah. I'm saying it. But, I don't really um, buy that. That sounds yeah. like, some, like some Tumblr garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get into the mechanics That's of the, the Guardians of the and stuff, Brave by the way. Guardian yeah, Rise of the dragons. Brave Tangled Guardians. This is my multi-editor project. You forgot MV. the dragons. It's Brave Rise Tangled of the Dragon. Brave Tangled Guardian. Dragons. But. I was there. You guys, I was on the front lines of that shit. Oh, man. And, uh, so let's talk for a second about like the sources of their power and stuff. Yeah. Because they specifically say... That when you are a guardian, your power comes from belief. Specifically, that is how that mechanic works. If you are a guardian, being believed in or not determines your power level. And apparently, you can become a guardian because Jack was just a random, like, magic ghost boy who turns into a guardian. Which implies, because they're all like, oh, we were just a person before we were magic people. There's an implication that they became guardians after getting magic. And it seems like the only benefit of being a guardian is you get a globe. And other than that, it just means that if kids stop believing in you, you get incredibly weak. And, like, you have to do a bunch of work for free Mm. to protect the world and stuff. And it seems just, like, accepting a guardianship is just a huge liability. Like, because all it does is give you a weak point that you didn't have before. Mm. And why does it do that? (laughs) Like, tell me, movie. Because Jack and Pitch, as you said, are unaffected by kids not believing in them, so we know it's specifically a guardian thing. So, like, why? Why would you ever become a guardian? Why not just do good things by yourself and not have a globe? Because now the internet exists. We don't need a globe. We could just... I also think North is the only one with the globe. North and Pitch are the only ones that have one. No, I think Easter Bunny mentions him having one. Maybe? I don't remember. I feel like... It doesn't matter. Anyway, there's a lot of things in this movie that were not very clear to me, Diana, but the main one is why would you ever be a guardian 
like, in the official man in the moon sense, mm. when all it does is open you up to this huge liability of if kids stop believing in me. And I know I'm nitpicking the logic of a kid's movie pretty hard here, but I can't stop thinking about it. That, you know, they put in a lot of, like, world-building type lingo. Mm into these descriptions, like, oh, if you become a guardian, then you do this, and we need this, and yeah. ah, it's because I have swords, and this guy does this thing, mm-hmm. and it's so cool, and like, okay, then if that's, if this if you're trying to build this, like... It's mythos. Yeah, like, oh, it's a crack team of yeah. fairy tale type mm-hmm. child protectors, then... I... Like, there should be some benefits. <laughs> like, some bennies. <laughs> like, at least you should get more magic power. I mean, I guess they all get really cool houses, I don't know. I feel like, again, I feel like they probably had those houses already. Oh, probably. Well, like, what I, what I was thinking was this this movie really smacks of people having a lot of different drafts, a lot yeah. of source mm-hmm. material, and things were getting edited out and cut for time, and yeah. they forgot, wait, shit, we needed that explanation. Right. Yeah. yeah, it really does. Because mm-hmm. there's just a lot, most of my notes on this movie are just like, hey, that's not logically consistent with yeah. itself. <laughs> what does that have yeah. to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. Hey, movie. <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, um, the kids are also really boring. And I usually love kid characters. Like, I'm the person yeah. in Jurassic also, Park Jamie's who likes them. Jamie's eyelashes freak me out. And they're very far from his eyeball. Yeah. They kind of float. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Now, yeah. I know that you, that you were just talking about the... Uh, the guardians getting weaker and kids don't yeah. believe in them. But what what is up with Jack in general? Yeah, why is Jack so OP? Because like yeah, like the the the, the I get he's like the protagonist that but... I was reading have mm. him like oh his power comes from winter and everybody believes in winter but nobody believes in the expression of Jack Frost. Yeah, winter but... isn't a thing you believe in. It's a yeah. thing that you experience. <laughs> it's a fact of life. It's a thing that happens. It just happens. That's not a. Yeah. That's not a secret. Right. Myth. And also, but we've already established that belief does not affect the powers of Pitch or Jack ever at all. Yeah, it just makes them. It just makes them like physically tangible. Like the reason yeah. that Jack is the one who saves the day is because he's the only one who isn't evaporating because children don't believe in him anymore. Uh, yeah. So like there's just so It's uh, very confusing uh, to me that that Jack mm-hmm. uh you know in the sort of initial battles with Pitch shows this like surprising ability and all but, the other Yeah, like super like, ice powers. Like, what how did you do that? He's I like know I, I don't know. And, and it's like it feels like it started out somewhere in this workshopping process mm-hmm. as well. Of course, the antidote to fear is fun. Like that's yeah. like yeah. it's that old laugh at the devil type of parable. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, and that thematically they do bring in towards the end and make sense. But they only make that the reason Jack overpowers Pitch once. Other than that, he's just really good at ice magic. Apparently. And it's super effective against black sand magic. And for some reason, when he steps away from the rest of them for mm-hmm. a minute to go bring a child back to her bed, mm. they, they can be just completely decimated by yeah. Pitch's In nightmares. Like, and then they're all mad at him because he wasn't there to help yeah, them. Yeah, like, like, Jack wasn't yeah, I there. Got, I got Why? Some- I got what? some comments about that. What? Yeah, that really bothers me. I always How? hate when a misunderstanding is the core of a character conflict. And yeah. it can be, I like it when it's done comedically. I hate it when it's done yeah. for dramatic purposes. Yes. Because yeah. it doesn't 
add anything to character Mm -hmm. and it's not entertaining to watch all it does is check the box of okay we needed a conflict because it's we are an hour into the movie we got 20 minutes left and we need to get the hero to his lowest point check that off and it makes jack the character have almost no flaws because he's just oh well I was just, I got distracted. Yeah, it's, it's like having clumsiness as your main character's only drawback. Yeah. I just yeah. was distracted by someone calling my name, and then and everyone like, died. And also the promise of the only reason that, like, got the, distracted by his only motivation in the film. Like, yeah. it makes yeah. sense for him to be distracted. It doesn't make sense for them to rag on him so hard about it. But that's also, like, the thing, right? He got distracted by the one thing he was there to help with. So why didn't they actually have Jack make that decision? Yeah. Narratively speaking, yeah. that's much more interesting. Having Jack make that mistake. Making mistakes is important in character development. And you know who's a masterclass in learning from your mistakes as a character arc thing? Oh, boy. It's Zuko. It's Zuko. <laughs> Zuko, like, he's here. He's hey, here. welcome to our welcome to our unofficial co-host, yeah. Zooks McGooks himself. Yeah, the welcome, Lord of the Fire Nation. But welcome Zuko! to the ongoing podcast bit that I've been wanting to put in. Let's talk about Zuko. Um, this is the new segment. <laughs> Can we talk about Zuko? Zuko is. Can we a talk char- about Zuko. I always want to talk about Zuko, but like whenever a character in a narrative. Instead of making a mistake, the narrative finds a way to just make a bad thing happen to them and it's not their fault at all, but then the other characters act like it is. I get really angry because you could have just had them make the mistake and then they would have been more interesting, Mm -hmm. like Zuko. Because then you learn from that mistake. Yeah, and you get to watch the character learn and grow and that's what's interesting and you see the other characters learn to forgive the character, which makes them more interesting. Mistakes are, like, the best thing you can put in a narrative. And that, I stand by, is why my D&D character is such a goddamn mess. And she's just (laughs) ruining everything all the time. And it's because I care about you guys as viewers. Because I want you, Katie and Julia, to have an interesting storyline, you know? Thanks. Anyway, point being, they could have had Jack... (laughs) The two two associates of this character kind of, like, look at each other uncomfortably. Great. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Um, You guys will hear all about that in our upcoming D&D podcast. But anyway, point being... Ding! There's the once per episode mention of the future podcast. Oh, it's going to be more than once per episode someday. No, it's not. It's going to be once per episode, probably. (laughs) My point is, when you have an opportunity in a narrative for someone to make a mistake, in my opinion, you should take it most of the time. Particularly if whatever the other event is ends up just being like a misunderstanding, meaningless conflict that doesn't add anything. Yeah. Make mistakes. Make mistakes also, in real life. Make all the just, mistakes. <laughs> don't fuck a blender, just, though. Don't do that. <laughs> that don't is don't a mistake that, you man. won't come back from. <laughs> um, Not all of what them. I was going to say, though, about that mistake scene, even... I could even take it, if I had to, mm-hmm. as a, oh, this is intended for little, really little kids. Mm-hmm. Adults don't need to necessarily follow this logic. But the way they write the scene... And the way they shoot that scene, mm-hmm. I for because I'd forgotten that it was in there because I remember thinking I didn't think it was very intelligent the first time I watched mm-hmm. it. I thought it was going to be a nightmare that Pitch was making Jack have because oh. it's written like one. Yeah. It's written. It's written in this like these people care for you and would never say these kinds of things to you. Yeah. I mean, Bonnie maybe. 
Bunny maybe goes a little overboard, and that makes sense, but in real life, North and Tooth would shut him down. Yeah. And it just, it feels like a nightmare scene, and then we continue on in reality, and I'm like, oh, that happens. Okay. Yeah, that's a good theory. And also, I will push back slightly on the, it's, you know, for kids and stuff. Kids no, you're spe- right. And kids that was specifically like... need to see mistakes because kids yeah. are afraid of failure. It's true. But, well, yeah, but it's also, it's also, kids don't necessarily notice the break of logic. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But <laughs> yeah, that, no, that... no, kids need to understand failure. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, just t- take a kid and just push them and then they'll fail at standing up. And they'll learn something from it. Don't push your kids. Don't, um, don't push your kids. Anyway. And don't let them put forks in light power sockets. Can I talk about the frozen lake now? Um, yes, yes, please, please do. Okay. Babe, tell me about the frozen so, lake. So my issue with the frozen lake. So there's a frozen lake. There's a frozen lake. There's, there are several frozen lakes in this film. Jack dies in a frozen lake. Yes, that is that's Jack how Frost's he dies. tragic backstory. I forgot to mention, that's the one thing I really like in the movie. I love that scene. Oh, yes, it's very, it's very good. good. Him and his yes. little sister, just very the good. Yeah, just scene sorry, is very I forgot good. that from the beginning. That's Continue okay. Continue with the frozen lake. So anyway, so he died in a lake. <laughs> yes. So Jack Frost dies saving his younger sister from falling into a frozen lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a very good scene. Yeah, because she's scared, and she's he's like, scared. "We'll just make it into a fun game," yes. and that's like his game, whole thing. He distracts her with fun and gets her to safety, but he falls through the ice and dies. And then, obviously, is chosen by the moon to join the blah, 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 the whole mm-hmm. movie. Uh, he instantly dies, man. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't, I guess he just... He was like an iguana. He, he needed the sun <laughs> to keep him warm. I He's a cold-blooded so. creature by nature. <laughs> oof. And um, just, oof. Anyway, that, that's all fine and dandy. That all, that, you mm-hmm. know, that tracks. Checks out. Yes. But at the end of the film... When uh, everyone sort of gathers around for the grand finale <laughs> style, like, okay, now we're going to settle everything, and Jack, you're part of the Guardians, and all the kids are okay, and we're happy, and look mm-hmm. at all the fun sidekick characters. Jack's like, yeah, I get to be a Guardian, just yeah, what I always wanted since a minute ago. Sure. <laughs> but they are, they are all standing on a frozen lake. Mm-hmm. That is it a is bunch of children. The all the guardians. It's the same yes, one. It, it it does seem to be the same exact fucking lake. All the guardians, <laughs> Jack, actual real life children that they are mm-hmm. supposed to be protecting. Reindeer with pointy hooves. <laughs> Reindeer, a sleigh, two giant fucking stone eggs that mm-hmm. just appeared out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and a couple of yetis. And yeah, yeah they, we're all gonna stand on this lake that killed Jack, and it's also Easter, so yeah, it's at least it's like, March. <laughs> Yeah. That lake is not that frozen that you can be just tap dancing around on. At mm-hmm. the very least, if they wanted to put everybody in the frozen lake, they could have showed Jack freezing yes, it. Yes, a five second segment of Jack freezing the lake straight through to the bottom so that they could stand yeah. there. But just just, something. Even the first time watching it, as I was like, ah, yes, the heartwarming conclusion. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, oh God, someone's going to fall in the lake. It's all going to start all over again. Someone is going to fall in the goddamn lake. <laughs> and now we're going to have two Jack Frosts, and it's that'll be awkward. It's be confusing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, obviously no one falls in the lake, and it doesn't really matter. But for me and my anxiety... Mm-hmm. It was through the roof. <laughs> Just get those children off the lake. <laughs> get those children off the lake. 
I had the same thought the second time watching it last night because I was just picturing them flying off like goodbye, right bye, <laughs> and all the kids are like ha 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 ha, and they're like running after after the sleigh as it drives away. <laughs> the, the second the sleigh is out of sight, they all just plummet yep. to their deaths. <laughs> yep, like you could even have a moment of like the kids running out to the lake because the guardians get there first and they're doing their thing, and then the kids walk over. You could have a moment of Jack being like, oh, hold on. Freeze the lake to the bottom. Okay, now you can come because Jack now yeah. has his memories and he knows he died in this very lake. Yeah. Yeah. He knows this Ooh. lake is a deadly motherfucker. <laughs> also, just saying, Jamie, Jamie is not Jack Frost. Jamie needs to put on a pair of fucking shoes. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. spent the whole last act, like last couple of scenes of the movie going, that kid has frostbite by now. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. been outside. He's going to lose those shoes. toes. Those kids, <laughs> They're gone. Those kids have got to be cold. Yeah. Like there's, there's so much attention to detail. And then there's stupid shit. Like Jamie doesn't wear shoes for the entire third act, but then it's exactly. on a lake that is frozen enough not to break with two yetis. A giant egg, a sleigh, two giant eggs, and an army of reindeer with pointy hooves. I also don't understand the eggs. Yeah. They're supposed to be, it's it's a leftover from the book. Easter uh, golems. I guess. Well, the Easter body is from Easter Island. Yeah, yeah, and that's why he's Celtic. I get it now. I don't know. They it's, just they just confused me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they don't explain it at all in the movie. And ne- Oh, no, there's no explanation with that point. It is high. The Easter golem <laughs> coming to hide eggs for all the good little boys and girls. The contract is sealed. <laughs> um, just, don't you love... How, also, the fact that they managed to make Easter and Christmas completely secular to me is... To me, as someone oh, who's raised wild, Catholic, like... Right? Like, the fact that the Easter Bunny is all Celtic stuff and, like, every, like, Santa I almost can get because Christmas is such a commercial holiday. And he's voiced by, not, by a New Zealander. No, no, like, but the thing that that confuses me about, about the bunny. Yeah. It's just that, that he, the long ears are taking Easter away from Jesus. <laughs> just, <laughs> Easter is such a Jesus-centric thing. Like, yes, Christmas See, also it is, is for you, but I... Why, as I was, I don't know. I wonder if it's the the Californianness of Maybe. the like it <laughs> of just the group of it. it just feels it, I, weird because Christmas we always Saturnalia existed. You can talk about the pagan origins of that, and yes, there are like spring, mid spring festivals and stuff. But Easter, I hate to break it to you, babe, uh-huh. but Ostara. What's Ostara? It's the spring. It's the spring equinox. It's, okay. It's a celebration of new life and fertility okay, so like, celebrated with eggs. Okay, so like So that's where that was coming from. But yeah, Mr. No, Ostera Bunny. I, I understand But it's from just, Australia. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. But yeah, just a little <laughs> weird it's that particular one because in my head Easter's just the day I go to church and then eat dinner with my mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is like, wait, wait, hold on, you're the Easter but Where'd Jesus go? Yeah, where'd Jesus go? <laughs> Again, I don't really yeah. have a dog in that fight. It's just as someone who went to Catholic school, that one confuses me more than Christmas because with Christmas, I understand better the history of winter holidays. Right. The, that is another little thing that I do like about North is that his, all of his St. Nicholas stuff is based on an uh, Eastern Russian. Yeah, um, I like that uh, a it's, lot. It's, that's, that's an original mythos nice. from over there. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, that's not something, it's like, it's not, oh, he's randomly Russian just for fun. Like, there's actually mythology there. Yeah, and I like that, and it, that came through, I guess, again, because I know a little bit more about, you know, the whole, mm-hmm. that genre of folklore versus the Easter stuff, which I really just thought was a Jesus <laughs> thing, and I wasn't sure where the bunny came from, to be totally yeah. honest. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I was like, okay, there's an Easter bunny, why though? But for some reason, Santa didn't strike me as hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> there, there was no dissonance with Santa. But the bunny, I was like, that seems like a weird way to celebrate Jesus. This old man giving me presents, though, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Well, hello, ducklings. Thank you for coming to this week's episode of It Could Have Been Great. I hope you're enjoying it so far. We sure had fun recording it for you. And thanks for giving us the week off last week and being the best. Uh, We will be continuing every other week. So our next episode will be on January 8th. So we're just going to stay out of sync like this because we're cool. As always, you can find our Patreon at bit.ly slash it could have been great or patreon.com slash it could have been great. And you can find us on Twitter at the handle could have been great. And, you know, we were using the it could have been great hashtag, but it looks like people just use that normally. So let's make our own hashtag. Our hashtag is now... Could have been podcast. So if you want to tweet about the show, use the hashtag could have been podcast and we will see it and like it and talk to you probably. And uh, that's all for this week. We're still trying to get more listeners. So if you could talk about us on Twitter or review us on iTunes or share us with a friend, we would super appreciate it. You're all the best. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to me of the past for the five minute pitch challenge. And uh, I think we uh, did a decent job on this one. So thanks for coming and Merry Christmas. I would like, oh, for the five-minute no. pitch, it's you Christmas guys time. to make me an animated Jesus Christmas movie. like the Oh, no. Like, it's a Christmas movie, but it does have to be about the birth of Christ. Ready, set. That has to be about the birth of Christ? Yep. Yeah, the Christmas story. There was a stupid one that came out last year called Star. Katie, you missed it because you're in Japan. I didn't see it, but the idea behind it was... What was it called? I just want to see what it looks like. Star, I think. Anyway, it's about the donkey, um, and about how- Oh, no! Yeah, and about how he saves Christmas because of, I don't know, but Jesus and Mary and Joseph are in that movie, but mostly it's about talking animals. Um, so don't pitch me that one, because I already know that one is irredeemably (laughs) terrible. But- I, I, I was, I'm, I'm really glad you told me about this, because I- almost said oh jokingly we should include some talking animals but no no rather we did it what if we took it in a um prince of egypt style that's what i was thinking that's the best way to go yeah that would probably be best see i feel like there have been animated or there have been attempts to you know tell the the christmas story in animation um i seem to recall seeing some of them when i was a isn't there a veggie tales version uh, no, VeggieTales never depicts the birth of Christ. Yeah, they, uh, they couldn't think, figure out what vegetable he. I ate. think they might have a nativity. <laughs> they might have a nativity scene where. Yeah, but the baby carrot plays. Jesus, it, yeah, like the char- the characters yeah, themselves the, yeah. are putting on a play, but yeah, they don't they don't do no Jesus as a vegetable that it mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Um, but I feel I do feel like I had to sit through a few. Attempts, at least, at the Christmas story when I was a child in in my uh, Lutheran school. Um, and I think mostly they just suffered from 
poor quality. Mm. So yeah, if you if you did it Prince of Egypt style, and do it, it lovingly, like, like it was really yeah. beautiful. That's also DreamWorks, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is appropriate. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they could. It could even be a musical too. Mm. Just whatever you want to do with it. Just where do you, you know, start your narrative? Um. Huh. I think. Okay. I, I, yeah, because I don't know. I don't know this stuff. I think oh yeah, you you don't go here. You don't go. <laughs> I here. don't go here. You're a heathen. No, I'm a. It's I'm me. A... I'm supposed to catch a fire. All my every time friends I are heathens. Take it oh, slow. God. I am also a heathen. I'm I'm only a, a former a mm. formerly educated uh, same Christian. Anyway, uh, I think for me, my ideal sort of take on this to keep it entertaining and light. Not as heavy as the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it can't be that it's, heavy. It's, it's more supposed of a, to be about a joyous occasion. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a birth. It's, you know. It's a birth. Um, it's happy. I would like a something that is animated with the same care as the Prince mm. of Egypt. It's the same art style. Yeah. Make it beautiful. Uh, but have it be a series of interconnected vignettes mm. about that point in history sort of the around the town of bethlehem like yeah what are i raise you vignettes i raise you vignettes Mm -hmm. offer you a similar but alternate idea yes concurrent narratives of the journey of mary and joseph and the journey of the wise men journey of the what the wise men the wise wise men that could also be very yeah i could see that being beautiful because to watch mm. that's beautiful it could be beautiful to watch and there is an element to both of peril yeah mm. and um starting from please don't get mad at me <laughs> starting from doesn't god tell mary hey I'm, yes you're going so to it give, is give birth to my son yes it mm-hmm. is an angel and he's like you're gonna give birth to god's son um okay my no not michael gabriel gabriel does gabriel um, so um, I like, yeah, I like starting her narrative there. Cause I also have always been a fan of the narrative of Mary as a teen mom, a teen yeah, single yeah. mom. Yeah. Because yeah. Joseph does in the Bible, like at first he's like, I don't want to marry a pregnant girl. She probably just went and got pregnant. Yeah. So like you can needs- start. Oh, oh, they weren't married at first. No, they were no. engaged, They're but, engaged to be and married. then he thought she cheated on him. Yeah. And oh, I had no idea. And it's not until... And then the angel Gabriel's yes. like, no, 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 no. No, wait. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. It's, it's cool, cool, it's cool, you guys. It's God's baby. Yeah. But society probably didn't give a shit. So I like that yeah. having the right. angle, because he met, like, he was planning to just kind of, like, quietly break off the engagement to save her the embarrassment. Um, But I always like that angle of the story. So we can start yeah, their narrative that there. Yeah, really interesting. And, like, show their relationship of, like, yeah, I'm pregnant, everyone thinks I cheated on you and whatever, or that alternately that you knocked were, me up early knocked me up before yeah. we got married and whatever and him yeah, yeah, like yeah. being protective of her and her being like wow that's great also i'm very very good because that's just kind of the whole mary experience yeah she's just capital right. g good yeah that's her thing yeah that's you know yeah but yeah that would be really cool to start yeah. to start from there the beginning of their journey. And, yeah, and, and then, then go through, I mean, it, move out. Yeah. I don't know if it would be I don't know if it would be blasphemous to update the timeline, but I don't, um, I don't think so. I mean, the Prince of Egypt does takes a lot of liberties and it's not obviously yeah. New Testament stuff, but still you can get away yeah, with a lot. Um, 
So what my, my thought is, is that nearly concurrently with Mary finding out from Gabriel all of that stuff and we have the, the, the minor conflict of Joseph and Joseph's like, okay, I guess I'll hang out with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I do love you and everything. Um, at almost the same time, the wise men hear, hey, the... Uh, there's our, a baby. Our, the, son, the, son, <laughs> the son of our Lord is coming. Follow the star. Yeah. And the conflict of, first of all, beginning that journey, mm. believing that journey, and then the journey itself has mm-hmm. got to be challenging. Yeah. yeah. I also, there's there actually is a nativity movie that is about Mary and Joseph's journey specifically and, like, the perils they face on the way. That was pretty good from, like, five or ten years ago. Um Something I like to would like to posit for the narrative is, so Mary, one thing we can't change, she's not allowed to sin or make mistakes, really. That's just her whole thing. But Joseph, we That's can totally thing. screw with. Um, <laughs> I like the idea that Joseph... Poor Joe! Poor Joe! Poor Joe. Well, I like the idea of reframing the whole trying to find an in thing. As like, okay, so there's this star that the wise men are following, and this star is above this specific manger, and that is where Jesus needs to be born, because there's prophecies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Joseph is like, my wife isn't giving birth in a barn. And so he's like <laughs> going around and like trying to do these things, and Mary's like, I think we should just trust the angels. And he's like, no. And I think that would be cute to that see. That would be cute if he's like, it's like that would be no, cute. I, no, you're my wife. you a proper... A proper bed. We need yeah. to be somewhere safe. And she's like, but the light is shining directly on that pile of straw, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Also, I think we should name the baby Jesus. And he's like, that's not a Hebrew name. Yeshua. <laughs> and, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Has to be Yeshua. Anyway. Anyway. But yeah, yeah just mean- like. Show, I, I like the idea of humanizing the characters like the Prince of Egypt does and yeah. Joseph as this kind of harried, anxious new husband in a really weird supernatural situation. And his wife and, is and just this perfect... Dad. Yeah, new yeah. dad about to be. And his wife is just this perfect beacon of 15-year-old faith. And he's like, oh my God, your God, our God. Oh God. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be cute. That would be very entertaining, actually. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. Boom. Done. Yeah. And you could really go any which way with the characterization on the... Uh, on the wise men. The, yeah. The, the wise men. They can be like a buddy, not buddy cops, but like a buddy king comedy. Yeah. It's probably it's probably already been done, but I'm kind of like, oh, the part of the... What is it? What's the the phrase? The it's not the it's not the destination. It's the journey. Yeah, it's yeah. The journey. And oh. the movie's called The Journey. The Journey. Oh. I like it. Beautiful. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yay! So pitch. Okay. Uh, pitch. Pitch. Let's pitch. Pitch. Let me tell you about my. I pitch. get your funny joke. <laughs> I made the same joke to Katie this morning, and I think she hated me forever. I think I was too asleep. <laughs> I think Katie hates me now, guys. I was just in. Really, really asleep this morning. Um, How so, dare you? It was last I night. I don't have you. a. I don't have a solid pitch, but I yeah. do have a pitch. Okay, tell me. Pitch. Tell me your pitch for pitch. Your pitch, pitch. Pitch, pitch. Um, uh, so. I think Pitch could have become a guardian at the end. I, think, I kind of wanted him to. Yeah, I feel like Pitch could have had a redemption arc if he'd had more of a... Well, if he'd had more of an arc at all. Yeah. Um, well, I 
yeah, like the I don't and I don't have a really solid idea about this because I came up with it really late last mm-hmm. night. Um, but my my thought was, so the the guardians all represent something yeah. that protects childhood. Um, we have wonder with north. We have memories with tooth. Hope with bunny. Uh, I see where fun you're going. With Jack and um, dreams with Sandy. And then what do we have? I think that there isn't there a benefit to being a child and understanding that fear is okay. Yeah, kind of understandable and a useful response. Yeah, kind of go inside out with it. Control you, like inside out. Like, oh, sadness is important, and you need that. Right, it is part of you. It's part of you. Like, do that with but with fear. I'm actually going to take your idea one step further, even. So, Pitch has this globe. It implies he was a guardian before to me. Like that visually signals that Pitch mattered at some point because the man in the moon is the one giving out globes, apparently. If you say so. <laughs> in my internal logic, that's the only reason that there's two of them is somebody had to have made them. Mm-hmm. And probably it's the man in the moon because he's the one pulling all the strings. Like, doesn't it make sense if Pitch was a guardian, like a guardian of fear and like, you know, there's other ways to frame fear especially, where it's a tool. Yeah. Like, especially if you're, yeah. if you're going back to... The Dark Ages when everything would literally kill you. Yes. It, you know, I've seen people Fear sort of... keeps you safe. Exactly. Make the joke of like, oh, we have anxiety now because mm-hmm. our ancestors had to run from tigers. Yeah. But there aren't any tigers anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, if you if you place Pitch as, uh, you know, a fear that helps keep people alive. Yeah. Then he's, he's a survival thing. He's and a survival so, thing and he's he is a necessity that has become unnecessary yeah and like he could always have been a black sheep guardian because the other ones are like well i like wonder and stuff and like happy children and you make children sad so very much like a like a hades you know yeah exactly what i was gonna say like the god of the dead yeah like black sheep of the family he's doing his job and it's necessary and he knows it but like the rest of the team doesn't really get it Mm -hmm. so like i feel like you could do that take that and then roll that also into him becoming a guardian again because of, like, Jack. Jack also... Jack and Pitch could have been really good foils, and there's a lot of good meat on those bones that they just yes. don't... They didn't cook all the way through. It was a bad bake. Can I, uh... Can I attempt? Go. Okay. I'm a, a, you. a more plotty... Yeah. ...take on a actual Pitch. So... Let us assume that Pitch was, at some point, a guardian, mm-hmm. but has basically been nullified by the fact that people don't need him anymore. Oh, you know, what would be cool is he, he's getting weaker because people don't need him or believe in him, and so he leaves the Guardians to get rid of the, uh, the, the power nerf of where kids don't oh, believe in me, so I'm starting to, belief. I'm starting to vanish, oh. so I'm going to go renegade to avoid... To save myself. Yeah, anyway, sorry, keep anyway, going. yes, so he is... Long, long ago was mm-hmm. a guardian, is no longer a member. And I think that we, you know, we open with Jack Frost mm-hmm. as this sort of solo agent and have him be approached by Pitch, mm-hmm. who is a sort of yeah, uncertain figure. You know, mm-hmm. where is his morality? Is he trying to help? Is he just trying to fix things for himself? Either way, he can present Jack with the idea of 
hey, you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. If you help me out with this thing, I can help you. Help you get your memories. Exactly. And She's give... Tooth has never called you up and been like, hey, here's exactly. your memories. Exactly. What? So position Jack as sort of a, you know, he's getting into this team with Pitch because the Guardians are doing their own thing. They've never hmm. needed him for anything. They just kind of treat him Bunny like a joke. Bunny actively dislikes him. Bunny actively dislikes him. Yeah. And, you know, rather than having the moon come up and say, apparently, silently, we need another Guardian, you should pick Jack Frost, just, no, the moon has nothing to say. Mm-hmm. The moon is silent. They don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Pitch is not necessarily attacking to destroy the hope of all mankind, but mm. he wants his place back. And you could get the conflict from that. That mm-hmm. his so-called evil plan is basically just to get his own job back. Mm-hmm. Jack is unknowingly, you know, sort of aiding him in this and mm-hmm. probably not realizing that, you know, oh, kids are going to get hurt with this and yeah. the the back and forth between the guardians and then pitch as a former guardian mm-hmm. with Jack caught in the middle yeah of you know you could even have Jack doing like double agent stuff exactly like with yes. the main guardians yeah. like yes. oh it's me pitch i'm going to like he's doing his evil plans and mm-hmm. he recruits this kid who doesn't know who he is really but just like hey we're both misunderstood and maybe early movie Jack, to give him more of an arc, doesn't really know how to make things fun yet. Like, so Jack Frost's whole thing is winter sucks and he makes it fun. Mm. Like, he takes something that sucks, but he makes it work because he's like, hey, even when the world is at its coldest, there's still, you know, someone looking out for you kind of thing. Like, that's kind of his whole thing. Have him start out not really being as good at that, but like trying it and like fucking it up. Well, I think <laughs> I think what it I think what it would be early on is that Jack is more of an agent of chaos. Yeah, and like and like the Pitch sled is scene attracted with Jamie, to that. Where he almost gets Jamie killed several times on a sled yeah. and then they're like, "Man, that yeah. was fun and there's never any consequences for the fact that this child almost died many times in that 5-minute sequence." Yeah. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Those scenes that are fun for kids to watch, but when you're an adult watching it, it's like, "Oh my god." Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um but, like, show that side, like, that chaotic side of Jack, that chaotic neutral impulse of his. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the give character. It con- Lean into it. Yeah, give it consequences. Make yeah. that the thing. And then, like, maybe the Guardians actually, they show up like, hey, Jack, you gotta stop. Cut it out. Yeah, Be- a reprimand. Yeah, like, you can't. And he's like, but he comes at it from a kid's perspective because he mm-hmm. was a kid and he understands kids and hangs out with kids. He's like, yeah. when was the last time you hang out with kids, hung out with kids? Mm-hmm. Well, we can't blah, 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 move that conversation about Way reconnecting with yes. the people that you're actually supposedly doing stuff for way earlier in the movie and kind of set up this juxtaposition of like, look, Jack, that's one reason we brought you here, but the other is we think we need your help because Pitch is going to do stuff. And that he's like, who is Pitch? And they're like, well, this is what Pitch is about. And then he's like, listen, guys, that's nice and all, but I don't give a shit. And he leaves because he has a character arc now. Yeah. And we're going to lean into it. Did you have something to say? I was going to say, I think it could be interesting if, you know, if Jack sort of 
remains the neutral party mm -hmm. for most yeah. of the movie, in which both sides are approaching him looking for help. Yeah. Uh, going against the other. Especially if, if uh, you know, since Pitch obviously knows about the whole tooth memory thing, it's mm. like, hey, I want to steal the teeth. <laughs> I can get you your Man, that's a god, what a sentence. Exactly. What a sentence. What a sentence. But, like, I'm going to go steal the teeth because uh, people deserve to have those memories back, right? Like you? Kid with no memory? Mm -hmm. And Jack is like, that's a good argument. Maybe I'll consider your offer. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have the Guardians who are, on the one hand, reprimanding him for mm -hmm. being kind of chaotic, but Tooth, who's like, I mean, hey, I could give you your memory back. Mm -hmm. I just, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know you, and mm -hmm. we, we don't, we could get to know each other if you were on the team, kind of, you know. Yeah. Back and forth, it's like either side could technically give him what he is after. Yeah, just just by different and, means. But they keep holding just, it. Exactly. They keep holding it like a carrot. Yeah, exactly. and they keep you know trying to, or rather, the guardians seem to be trying to use it like a carrot or to make him do what they want. Whereas Pitch is just like, hey, if you want, once we get it, I'll give it to you. No, yeah. it's and it's almost like a well, we'll happen to be there along the way. So why wouldn't I give that to you? And mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you're misunderstood. I'm misunderstood. I think we can have something here. Mm -hmm. I want to just be friends. He's coming in offering friendship, whereas the Guardians are coming in offering this huge responsibility, this huge liability, this job, and it's like, meh. I don't want to do that. I'm a teenager. I like having fun. <laughs> yeah. I thought you weren't going to elaborate <laughs> on that noise for a <laughs> second. <laughs> like, it's like, meh. <laughs> and that is my thesis. Meh. Um, yeah, I think you could do, I think you could make a really solid mm. story out of that without ever even really delving into the whole... Like, but Easter's tomorrow. Yeah. And if the kids <laughs> if the kids stop believing in us, we'll fall apart. Like, yeah. I I'm just kind of really over that whole. Yeah, and plot I feel point. like that plot point is articulated in such a way that it makes it very tiresome. What I would have preferred is basically like a whimsy meter mm. instead of it being like, oh, kids don't believe in the uh, in santa all of a sudden since easter fucked up that doesn't make a whole lot of sense logically yeah. no, speaking. It doesn't. but instead it makes sense what they seem to be trying to convey is oh they're losing faith in the things they can't see they're losing faith in wonder and hope yeah. and stuff like make it more of an abstract thing and, and the and guardians these, get these... power from that specifically and that makes them more powerful than they would have been yes before right like that but they're but they're they are figures that already exist that just happen to be watching over yeah. whimsy yeah. or whatever. Right, like they're figures that exist and they do become these guardians of whimsy and what I'm just gonna use whimsy yeah, as whimsy. my catch-all term. Like, um, like they were regular magical folklore people like Jack Frost because apparently that's a thing mm -hmm. established in the universe. These people exist outside of the guardian archi or architecture. Mm -hmm. um, and then the moon chose them to do the thing and the moon doesn't say much the moon is still mysterious and whatever yeah. but they through arcane magics or whatever i don't need to know what the backstory is for how they were chosen and became guardians really mm -hmm. but they do that and then they become super powerful and jack is basically like oh i could join them and get this power like through the right channels and pitch is like why don't we just go take it yeah fuck the yeah. moon the moon sucks and you can also like Jack and Pitch as dramatic foils has a lot of potential because there's also... Pitch is less 
fear than he is darkness as like a theme. Mm -hmm. That's his thing. He's pitch black. You can use, like, there are beautiful things in darkness. And when the moon's out, for example, you can't see as many stars. And, like, you can show beauty in that. And that can be a level on which Pitch and Jack relate. Jack finds the beauty in the coldest time of year that objectively sucks and is the worst and kills people in real life and is the worst. And I hate it. Winter is the worst. Um, Hashtag Diana hates winter. I really do. Christmas is the only redeemable thing of this goddamn season. Uh, And Hanukkah. Holidays are great. Hanukkah's good, too. Yeah, holidays in general. But, like... But other than that, I hate the winter. If it's lower than 50 degrees, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> anyway, they can kind of connect on that level, but also eventually be like, but you can't use the dark. I'm not, I'm kind of rambling, but I'm just. But I know what you mean. Yeah. And I, I think that would make for a really interesting story and a satisfying sort of, even if uh, Pitch is still the villain in the yeah. end, even if he doesn't have necessarily a redemption arc you know, completely. It still makes him much more interesting as a yes, character. And it, and it would, but it could be and, so But we could cool. still give him half of oh, them. Oh, yeah. I'm saying either way, whether he is actually redeemed or just given the offer of redemption, yeah. it would be so much more interesting to have, you To know, make him worthy of redemption, worthy of it whether have, or not he yeah. does it. Then you'd have Jack coming around to understanding why the Guardians are the way they are, mm-hmm. what they do, why it's important, and... You know, understanding, like, okay, I've made some mistakes. We we can kind of meet in the middle here. Mm. Pitch, how about it? Meet in the middle, yeah. my dude. And Pitch, like, has to make that choice, too, yeah. of, like, yeah. can you I, guys, I want... can we all acknowledge that we were wronged? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of want Pitch to, to lean in a little bit to um, the Loki characterization yeah. a little bit more. Because mm. he is a, the Loki archetype, yeah. like, let's face it. Yeah. Well, he's, he's an evil um, British guy. <laughs> but um, he, the, the, thing, the thing specifically that I would like from Loki's characterization, just to steal wholesale, is um, in uh, Ragnarok, where they're still trying to bill him as this chaos guy, mm-hmm. and... It's cool, for it's the 2012, first couple... Ragnarok hasn't happened yet, it's not stealing, they stole from us, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, they're, but they're still, like, he, they're still trying to bill him as this evil guy, but as opposed to most of the other films, we're starting to really see that Loki does have a heart yeah. under all of that British haughtiness. Yeah, basically, and... giving Pitch a heart can only help the narrative. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, like, it's, I don't want to give children fear to torture them i want to give them fear to keep them safe Mm -hmm. right which is not which is not an unthinkable uh message Hmm. for a character in a movie i'm thinking of like uh the the father in moana yeah is a stand-up guy and he's Uh like okay you can't go in the ocean because the ocean is legitimately dangerous yeah and you should be afraid of it the ocean will kill you like no the ocean can it could very easily uh-huh. kill you, but also it is a beautiful natural resource, and you can explore it. Yeah, you, you know, and you, also you like, get both sides. Having, mm-hmm. having, and and this also, I think, would let um, Pitch and Jack be better foils because fear, fear without fun is just terror. Mm. But if you allow some fun into the fear you create this nice balance of, oh, it's scary, but we can enjoy it. Or, oh, it's scary, but... You get thriller um, movies. We'll be able to... Yeah, you get thriller movies. But we'll be able to get through it because we have confidence in that we'll be safe and have a fun experience, like a roller coaster. 
as opposed to if you just have fun, it makes you make stupid decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. You have no fear, so you have no concept of the mm-hmm. consequences. They, they, they balance, like, Pitch has a line in the original movie, like, what goes together better than dark and cold? You can then turn yeah. that around. It's like, yeah, these are the two worst parts of our aspect, like, our superpowers. Mm-hmm. But what about if we combine the best parts of them? Yeah. Exactly. Like, and then you can, again, like, giving Pitch depth can only help the narrative. Mm-hmm. No matter yes. how you end up resolving it. It can only help the narrative. So basically, the way I would frame it... And also, Jude Law would just act it perfectly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. So, like, to frame the... Just to put a pin in it, or just to be like, all right, we did the pitch. Mm -hmm. Let's go through it beat beat by beat real quick. Okay. One thing before before we do that, though. I've realized there's one thing I would like to add to the pitch as well. All right. I would like Tooth, especially Tooth, Mm -hmm. but also Pitch, maybe, to have eyebrows. Mm. Please. More eyebrows would be good. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, Tooth uh, really needs them. Pitch doesn't need them because he's evil and yeah. I, like without eyebrows, it makes him kind of. <laughs> he creepy. gets his redemption arc and then his eyebrows grow back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but Tooth just eyebrows. needs like slightly different colored feathers. Yeah. She just needs different Something. colored feathers yeah. over her eyes. Yeah. It was driving me crazy the entire movie. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. I just wanted to say. Um, and one other thing, there should be more girls in this movie. So in my version, so many more girls. In my version, Bunny Easter Bunny is a girl, but is exactly the same, just played by a woman. Nothing else changes. Yep. It, you know what would be really funny? What? Is if we got a different voice actress for Tooth and just had Tooth play Bunny because Tooth's actress is actually Australian putting on American accent. Oh, so there, <laughs> so we moved Tooth to Bunny and then, um, what is her name? What's Commander Shepard's name? Fem Shep's name? Her real name? Jennifer Hale? Jennifer Hale will be Tooth. Got it. All right, let's <laughs> That's go. That's great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> she can do uh, the anything. Only, the only, <laughs> let's move and move Hugh Jackman over to North so I can keep Hugh Jackman in the movie. I'm happy now. Let's continue. Fantastic. Let's, all right, let's go through this new movie. Congratulations, Jennifer Hale, on your new role. Dare I say? Oh, also, Jamie can be a girl. Jamie Jamie, Jamie is just a girl's name. Yeah. That's true. Um, Dare I say, Chris Pine maybe shouldn't be playing a 15-year-old. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm willing to concede it. But the Chris Chris tree. I know. Oh, Chris Chris tree. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there for everyone's consideration. Like, at least go Jay Pine. Respect yourself. (laughs) It's Chris Pine. I do love Chris Pine. Maybe just give him some helium. All right, let's go. Um, (laughs) All right, so, movie opens, and we start the same way. It's Jack's backstory. Mm -hmm. He's, um, or, you know, not backstory. It's his inciting, oh, I'm Jack Frost now. And yeah. then 300 years passed, and that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually, the first scene I would do with the Guardians is pitches falling out with them. So, we start... Wouldn't it be cool to have a um, a montage sequence of those 300 years, though? Of yes. That would be cool. Jack, just silently even, Jack interacting with the Guardians. Yeah, um, or into trying to interact the, with the... children that can't see him. And that would be a really yeah, good... Uh, exposition dump uh-huh. of all this world building. That we just, just did. To, to have Chris Pine continue the narration of like, yeah. so there I was for the next 300 years dealing with the Guardians uh-huh. and this guy and uh-huh. no one can see me. And then we also can see him go get increasingly bitter about the fact that yes. nobody can see him and the Guardians are assholes. Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, Tooth, and like the winter Tooth of seems 68. nice, but the rest of them are assholes. Yeah. Winter of yeah. what now? 
the winter the, the blizzard of 68 that bunny mentioned so we mm. actually see that, that and like funny yes yeah and just like yeah. a just a snapshot yeah so just like do like because they're they're there, there is a little theory about about the winter of '68 because um, if you're they, about to start look... telling me why people ship Bunny and Jack, I'm gonna stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just think it's it's actually a funny little theory that the winter of '68, the blizzard of '68, actually was just like a light dusting that oh. happened on Easter Day. But because Bunny's uh-huh. Australian, he was like, "Oh, this is the How? worst thing that's ever happened yeah. to me." How dare you? So, I mean, fair, fair. <laughs> but... Anyway, so we start with Jack Frost's thing, and then we see like. Like the falling out with pitch shortly after that then we have like a flash of here's 300 years of what's been happening yeah. since then and then it's the present day and yeah you can still have your inciting pitch globe thing sure yeah santa calls the guardians that was a fun scene yeah santa calls the guardians together and they're like yo what up and he's like hey there's something weird going on with my globe. It was covered in pitch, and that's weird. And the rest of them believe him because they've been working together for hundreds of years, and they don't. I have a question. What? Go ahead. Why is pitch? Why is pitch also nightmare? Like why? I, like I get that he corrupts Dream Man Sand or whatever, mm. but why wouldn't his effect before he gets a hold of the sand just be pitch? Yeah, I don't know. Like tar. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have no answers for you. Sorry, that's just something I thought of. <laughs> no, I do. Actually, you can even, like, have in Pitch's falling out scene him, like, taking some of Sandy's sand. And mm. then he's going to develop it into evil sand. There. So we, yeah. Boom. And now it's established and we don't have to ask these questions anymore, movie. Yeah. Um, yes. See? You just have to put it in the movie and then people won't bother you about it. <laughs> yeah. Just put it in the movie. Just take the movie. Take the idea. Take the idea and put, put it, it in, in the movie. movie. Um, so we get the whole, you know, uh, we have to choose another guardian and the moon is like, it's Jack Frost somehow and it's moon it's this dude. in its lunar way. And then we flash to what Jack is doing today. And he's, it's this random guy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Jack Frost, that kid's really annoying. I guess we'll go deal with that now. And he is getting Jamie almost killed and Jamie's a girl in this version. And she looks like his little sister. Um, and we see that Aww. later. Um, meanwhile. 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 And this meanwhile. doesn't have to happen on screen, but I'm just, it, it occurs to me now. Mm-hmm. If Pitch was a guardian in the past, mm-hmm. the moon still speaks to him. Oh. He's still getting all of the information. He mm-hmm. just can't really do on anything about it. On his pitch globe. It. On his pitch globe, yes. So he also <laughs> knows, like, Jack oh, Frost is the new boy. They're trying to get a new guardian. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's friggin' Jack Frost. Bullshit. No. So then he I'm coming like, out of seclusion. Exactly. And that would give him a reason to like, oh hell no, and I'm gonna go talk to Jack myself. I'm gonna get there first. Yes. Um. So like, Jack is in- recklessly endangering, uh, the life of and yes, the pitch globe should make a Windows XP start <laughs> noise. Thank you. I'm I just like. That's it. You say you guys said pitch globe, and my brain went da 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 da. Listen, he hasn't been a guardian for a few hundred years. He hasn't updated the firmware in a while. Like Santa's running uh, pitch globe ten, but like this is XP Millennium Edition two thousand pitch globe. Tooth Tooth's running a Mac. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so they are all they're both you know on their way to Jack, and Jack is recklessly endangering children's lives. Sure. And the guardians but get it's there. Fun. Yeah, it's fun, and they're having fun, fun. But the guardians get there, and they're like, holy shit please stop doing that and they stop him and so their first meeting in that we see outside of montage format is 
initially hostile. Yes. And Tooth- The No Fun Squad is here! Yeah, and Tooth is, like, over here. She, like, catches the tooth as it comes out of Jamie's mouth. Yes! Like, and, you know, just puts it in his hand. He can't see her because magic. Don't worry about it. Um, the rules of this world are stupid. I'm rewriting all of them. I'm (laughs) going Monica on this shit, and I'm rewriting reality. Uh, (laughs) So- they're like, hey, don't do those things. And he's like, screw you guys, you're no fun. And they're like, wait, fuck, we had a reason we wanted to come here to talk to you. And Jack's like, I can't hear you, bye. And he's already left. He doesn't give a mm-hmm. shit about what they have to say. And then he runs in. And Pitch is over here just like, hey, hey. Yeah, he's, you know, flipping in a coin ominously in a corner in <laughs> yeah. the shadows in an alley <laughs> or something. And he's like, hey, you want to buy drugs or whatever? You know, hey. Hey, you want to steal some teeth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pitch comes in, and he's like, I'm going to give you my pitch. Those guardians sure are blowhards, right? And he's like, Pitch, I know who you are vaguely, because I was alive for the last 300... Well, I was dead, but I've existed. I've been here for the past 300 years. Sure. You're the black sheep guardian who left because of the stupid power nerf that I'm going to explain right now. Yeah. Um, And he's like, yep, that's me. Anyway, you want to go just, like, take their power? Because, like, why the fuck not? What if we, what if we just took it? Yeah. And And Jack is like... You know, that's an idea and stuff. And Pitch is like, you know, just think about it. You know, don't you don't have to make a little it... bit mean spirited of you, but yeah. You know. And Jack's like, you know, I I'm not interested. You know, it's kind of mean, whatever. And Pitch is like, well, just think about it. You know, just think about it. Just yeah. call me. Here's my number. Here's how you find me. And then like you can use that to set up like, oh, here's where my hole is. Yeah. This is where my lair yes. is. And you can you can even this is my hole. It was made for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can even have Pitch present it or argue. You know, if if Jackson, that's like, hey, that's kind of mean spirited. You're gonna screw them over. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not intentionally hurting anyone. I'm just trying to survive. Yeah, cause I'm gonna die. Like, actually, that would be a good ticking clock. Is if he left the guardians because of the power nerf, but didn't take because he is still technically a guardian. You can't break that oath, uh, and ah. so he is getting weaker ah. over time. Uh-huh. And so he's like, I need to reinfiltrate the world or I'm going to disappear. Interesting. But he doesn't yeah, tell Jack like that, that aspect of it necessarily right. because he's still pretty powerful. He's just not as powerful as he used to be, but for fear is one like the most powerful emotion humans have yeah. other than maybe love. 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 Anyway, but fear is very powerful, so even in his weakened state he still appears to be right fairly powerful. A normal guardian. Maybe Jack doesn't know he was a guardian necessarily before, just knows he was involved with them. Anyway, we can work out the logistics of that reveal throughout. In our fanfic. In our fanfiction. (laughs) Um, So Jack goes to his Jack Heidi hole, wherever Jack lives. We don't know. Mm, And he has this and he has the pitch business card. It's a business card now and if he breaks it, he crushes it in his hand, he will teleport to Pitch's lair. That's how it works. Love it. Cool. It's nailed it's it. easy. Teleportation is an established thing in the Yeah, world. and like Santa has globes that he breaks. So yeah. maybe it's like a globe, but um eh. but like an evil one. Sure. Or a crystal. Something he breaks it, he's there. The dark crystal. And he's just kind of mulling it over and Tooth comes to talk to him because she's the nice one and yes. the one who was coming at that situation before with love yes. and not just being really angry because I imagine Bunny and Santa were both like, "Come on, dude." Yeah. What the fuck? Get your shit together. Get your yeah. shit together. So Tooth approaches Jack and is like, hey, I know things were awkward earlier. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And then they can have the conversation where Jack learns that his memories are in his teeth. Yes. Because that's a, a plot point that we need in yeah. there. Yes, we do need that. Um, 
as creepy as it sounds. Yeah, or actually, no, that that doesn't happen yet. She's oh. just she realizes he doesn't know who he was before, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, I might be able to help with that." And he's like, "Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll think about it." And she gives him a her business card, yeah, or whatever. Or he she just takes him back to where the guard. Oh no, she 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 says here. Let Baby Tooth hang out with yeah. you. Yeah. Like Baby Tooth. Baby yeah. Tooth. Baby, have, Tooth. Ba- Baby Tooth's gonna hang out with you and- You just uh, tell her- When you wanna talk. Yeah. Yeah, tell her if you wanna talk. Yeah. Maybe she can convince you that we are a pretty good team and you should join us. And Baby Tooth says, Baby Tooth, because she doesn't talk. <laughs> she is very cute. I like yeah. Baby Tooth a lot. She's super cute. I like Baby yeah, Tooth. Yeah, so she leaves a Baby Tooth behind so that she can, you know, convey messages and stuff and whatever. <laughs> So Jack now has this decision to make. And maybe he does go and join the Guardians. He's like, okay, fine. So there's going to be this threat or whatever. And he hasn't figured out that the threat is Pitch yet. Because mm-hmm. they haven't briefed him, really. Yeah. And uh, they're like, okay, we're going to put some whimsy out into the world. Maybe not like the best Easter ever whimsy plot. Because that always felt really thin mm. to me. Like, I'm, Yeah, Easter is not yeah, that interesting I'm sorry. of a holiday Easter's to me. Easter is just not that Let's, exciting. Why don't we work with Sandman? Because I feel like Christmas makes it too much of a Christmas movie. But if you work with... But, but couldn't it be a Christmas movie? It, it could. could have been a Christmas that... movie. But I... Isn't that fine? But again, yeah. I feel like I, I've really... I'm overdone on the... On the Christmas like, spirit. What if we stop believing in Christmas? Yeah. And we'll die. Let's work like... with Sandman. Because dreams, I think, of the powers in this universe they're, they're are the constant. most powerful. Yeah. Because Sandman yeah. is shown to be, like, the most powerful of the Guardians. He, like, just throws pitch around like a rag doll a mm-hmm. lot like sandman is yeah. super powerful so they're like okay we're gonna put more hopes and dreams into the world and we're gonna go make dreams come true for a bit so sandy's mm-hmm. gonna put these dreams out there and then we're gonna you know be the dream squad and it's gonna be great and then you know the the darkness won't encroach on all of the children's hearts and they never they don't put a name on pitch yet yeah because they're just like oh you know this encroaching darkness is here mm-hmm. it's kingdom hearts now um i'm pitching <laughs> kingdom hearts darkness listen everybody uses vague darkness as yeah Yeah. and jack is like okay anyway so time goes on and stuff and eventually he's like hey tooth when are you gonna like help me with my memories and stuff because that is what you said and here we find out that tooth has also made a mistake as a character and she is kind of holding it because she's afraid if she gives it to him he's going to leave Mm. so she's been withholding this thing and you know made a miss she she made a mistake. It's not the that was not the right thing to do. Whatever. Right. And Jack gets really mad, and he. You could even you could even do a sort of standard like overhearing yeah. conversation. And where, she's like, I should really where, give him his yeah, memory. like Tooth back. speaking to North mm-hmm. and Bunny. Like, well, I mean, I did promise him that I would do this. And Bunny's and, like, well, if you he, give it to him, he's gonna leave. Yeah, like, oh, you know, yeah, we don't even yeah, yeah, really yeah. know who he was before. We probably we can't trust him to begin yeah, with. It doesn't even matter who yeah, he was before. Yeah, he's which, just he's doing what he needs to do now. Because they don't <clears throat> understand where he's coming from. They aren't yeah. the same. Yeah, and so they're also most of them aren't human. Yeah. Exactly. So he overhears that, and he leaves. He's like, "Fuck these guys," and he breaks the pitch crystal. Yeah. Or, They're not going to give me my memories. He might even storm in there and be like, hey, screw you guys. Hey, and then I kind of like that. Yeah, and he figures out that they're talking about Pitch as the darkness and whatever. Yeah. And he's like, screw you yeah. guys. I see why Pitch hates you. And then he breaks the crystal and he goes to yes. Pitch. And then he makes the choice. He makes the mistake of going to Pitch. Mm-hmm. Because he has yes. to have some agency. He has to make a mistake for me to care. Yeah. Um. So he goes to Pitch 
and explains the situation. He's all angry, and it's kind of like one of those scenes with an angry young teenager meeting an angry young man who's trying to manipulate him, and he's like, oh, man, that sucks. Take these drugs yeah. down to the corner for yeah, me, will you? Yeah. Like, but, but I understand oh that kind of yes. manipulative behavior. I know. Yeah. I just like, oh, man, that's a feeling right there. Yeah, and so Pitch is like, listen, I know how to get your teeth. I know where she keeps them. And with you and me together, I mean, you've been working with them and thwarting my plans and stuff. And so I can tell, you've got potential, kid. I see something in you that they didn't. Because when the moon called them, I saw, we were on video conference. They keep forgetting to turn it off because North is an old man who doesn't know how to use a computer. (laughs) Um, And they were all like, you suck. And this could even just be Pitch lying his ass off. He's just conjuring up little, like, little Sandy North and Sandman and just, oh, Jack is stupid. Like the nightmare sequence you described yeah, yeah. earlier. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? That guy? We, we can't trust him. him with children. Yeah. Man, 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 man. And Jack is like, you're absolutely right, Pitch. I should have just come here first. Screw those guys. Let's go do mayhem. And it'll be great. And maybe he's uh, Jack isn't like, it's not a let's go be evil. It's a listen. It's not malicious. No, it is a what we have to bring to the table is important too. And yeah. children are being coddled by jerks like North and the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. I would bring back around too mm-hmm. what I proposed before of Pitch being like, I'm not trying to hurt anyone, I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. And Jack. And Pitch explains agreed, his ticking clock of you know, I was a guardian. Side, like, oh, you are oh, in, yeah, yeah, you yeah. are in real danger. Yeah. And now I could be in real danger too. Yeah, because now I'm a guardian. Because I decided to join up with them. Yeah, and Pitch is like, yeah, and so now we're <laughs> So we, I'm dying every day, yeah, and it we're sucks. sitting ducks. Yeah, so. so we have to go take back the reins from this operation because, mm-hmm. and so they go and they just as a visual, just sorry, mm-hmm. just as a visual of Pitch dying every day. He starts the movie as this like pretty mm. like unhumanly tall, yeah, towering, and we're seeing mo- him like, like shadow monster, mm-hmm. and yeah. he like he's like losing dream sand and dripping yeah. shadows every yeah. day. They're having this conversation. Oh, he's man. Jack's height. Can you imagine and Jack's how the like, tech I remember you being taller. Can you imagine how this movie's visual tech developers would have fucking run with that yeah. visual concept? Yes. And you could, I, oh god, it would have been so cool. You could really go either way with like having this throughout the entirety of the film with each of his appearances, where he is just degrading and degrading. Uh-huh. Or if you wanted, you could even go with a sort of. Mother Gothel-esque. Yeah, like, where she's getting you, older. You see, like, yeah. like, oh, that's what happens. And then you get to see him, He know, freaks some kid out and he gets to... Fear and he's like, yeah. okay, yeah. now yeah. I can stand I up also, right. I like another, that. Another, another visual cue could be like, he, he, like, they have a conversation in, I, I guess, like, as... Like, having a conversation with the Guardians, all of a sudden, like, the the sun drops a little bit further in the sky and all of the streetlights go out and like he leaves and they're still all down and they're like oh god we gotta go light all the street lamps and like why did this happen it's like oh pitch is losing shadows and he's leaving them wherever he goes Ooh, that's cool i like that i like that so um so they go do a teeth heist tooth heist tooth teeth heist, heist teeth heist. heist oh god that's so creepy they steal say. the teeth and do you value your teeth i know someone who does more. and tooth tries to talk sense into Jack. She catches them and she's like, look, Jack, don't work with Pitch. He's a butthead. And here's why. He is a butthead. And you don't, and she has now seen what's in the memories and she doesn't want Jack to see it. And I'm going to get around to why. Mm. 
Yeah. So Pitch... I, I think I see your logic. Yeah. I think I see your logic. Pitch here. is like, look at the goddamn memories, kiddo. And he does. And he realizes if he and his sister had been more afraid of the frozen lake, he wouldn't have died. Oh. Yeah. If he had had that fear... Yeah. That the boogeyman, you know. The healthy amount of fear. Then he would still, well, he would still be alive. It's been hundreds it's of been years. It's been hundreds of years. But, but he would have got. But still. He would have got to see his little sister grow up. Yeah. Yep. And Tooth is like, that's not how it was and blah, blah, blah. And, and Jack is like, and also, of course you didn't show me this, you yeah. jerk butt. And also, like, if, if the man in the moon is still the one who gave Jack his powers, like, he could probably extrapolate later on or something that he didn't show this to him because how does the guardian of fun deal with that kind of trauma yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. so they they heist the teeth yeah uh and so now jack has this moment of just like everyone needs to leave me alone yeah. because i feel like what's going to happen in this confrontation during the tooth heist he gets the memories back and pitches like if you'd had fear then none of this would have happened and Tooth is like, no, that's not the point, and blah, 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 good guy stuff. And this is what Pitch is really trying to do, and she says something, like, explains Pitch's whole thing, and the reason he left was kicked out of the Guardians, mm-hmm. and he's actually really evil, and it's enough to convince Jack to just be like, enough, I am going back to being chaotic neutral. And he goes and holes up in an ice palace or something. Mm-hmm. He's just like, screw it. <laughs> Well, that's basically what happens in the movie. Is he yeah. just goes and sits know, in the ice for a while. I know, I just, I'm just, I'm just imagining the end of Let It Go. Yeah. How I stand yeah. in the light basically. of day. And then people will ship it even more. He goes out to the tundra and he meets Elsa, and then oh my multi-editor video project becomes finally, canon. finally. <sighs> um, so he, we've done it, guys. Uh-huh. Let's cut it there now. So he goes and he does that. He goes up to, like, some icy place. Wherever we've established he lives. Can I? Go Sorry. for it. I just wanted to interject uh, to, I think, to convince mm-hmm. him that rather than, you know, see, remember this and and get the feeling that, okay, I can't trust the Guardians. I feel like uh, Pitch has been helping him. He would just turn back to Pitch. Mm-hmm. And since... In this sort of idea, Pitch isn't necessarily evil. Yeah. He just sort of fell out of fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that we would see Pitch, you know, being charming and reasonable yeah. and, and manipulative and then reacts in a moment of anger mm. out of fear. Yeah. I and, like that. and also, yes, Kate, God, this should have been a musical. This version, it could have been a musical! This version is a musical also. Obviously. Go ahead. Reacts out of, out of fear and anger at the idea of, you know, losing everything. Yeah. And smacks one of the baby tooth Aww. fairies out of the air. And that's where Jack and draws Jack the line. And Jack is just like, I can't fucking trust any of you assholes. Yeah. I'm out yeah, of Yeah, basically. And, and then so, he goes to his ice So cavern. actually, I figured out where he goes. He doesn't okay. go to an ice cavern. Oh. Jack lives in a tree like a treehouse mm-hmm. in Jamie's yard. Ooh. Because that's Jack's family home. 
like not his family home, but that's but where that's he where lived. That's where it was. That's where that village oh, was. Two hundred years. And ago. he's just kind of been hanging out there, watching this family. He yes, hasn't really known why. I love this. So because maybe it backs up. Maybe it backs up to some woods, and so it's not like yeah. so obvious. Yes. Like, hey, Jamie, why don't you ever use that treehouse in your yeah, backyard? Yeah. Oh, you know, because so, the guardian like, of winter lives there. He lives in a tree or whatever. It doesn't matter exactly where. But he goes, and he now he has seen this flashback of his sister, mm-hmm. and he looks at Jamie, and he's like, "Holy shit." I'm related to these people. She, this is my family. Yeah, she looks just like me. And little Jamie is like, you know, having a nightmare or whatever because Pitch is still doing Pitch's machinations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Jack Frost does his little window communication thing where he freezes the window and starts like writing messages because he realizes in this version it's not to restore his faith and stuff. It's to be like, hey, we're someone's out there looking for looking out yeah, for you. I'm looking out for you. And that is when the kid starts to believe and can suddenly see Jack. It's not yes. because the kid yeah. suddenly is like Jack Frost and it's not the name that's important. It's not the folklore that's important. It's that he knows that there's something looking out for him. It's that hope. Yes. And he believes in that force, whatever it is, and it's Jack, and then he sees Jack, and then they have or she sees Jack, and then they have that moment. Of you can see me. Which is a really cute scene in yeah. the movie. And it's even cuter adorable. if Jamie is modeled to look very similar to Jack's real sister. That is very yes. cute. And then, because then it's like a moment of Jack getting to reunite with his sister, who he died to save and loved, but then immediately forgot about for 300 years. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's traumatic. And so they get that little thing. And then Pitch loses his temper back in Guardianville, mm-hmm. where the plot's happening. Jack has this character arc moment, and then things go off the rails with Pitch. Pitch Mm -hmm. is just like, screw it, I'm going to do an all-out assault, because my only friend that I have had in hundreds of years hates me now, and Mm -hmm. kind of throws a tantrum. Yeah. Because that's what, when you are afraid of Because he's afraid. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's the only way he knows how to express himself mm-hmm. is with fear and anger and like when something he's afraid of losing someone he cares about all he can do is make more fear it's like the 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 crazy princess tutu thing mm, like yes. all he can do is keep hurting because that's that's all he knows how to do yeah and so he goes on this rampage and then you know jack and the guardians they team up because the guardians are super weak now but now Jack has one little girl who believes in him mm-hmm. and he is able to stand up to Pitch and do a Moana redemption with Pitch. Like, hey. Yes, specifically that I want him to approach Pitch with compassion. Exactly. And not have a cool action sequence. Yeah. We can save the action sequences for the other se- parts of the movie. Yeah. You, you might even be able to sort of uh, push uh, push a, a moment of realization for Jack after... After Jamie can see him. Yeah. Just do a scene of the two of them talking and, you know, like, Jack opening up about how he feels. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're the first person that's seen me in 300 years. I was really afraid no one ever would. Mm-hmm. And this is my whole situation and it's mm-hmm. a big mess. <clears throat> and, and you know, this kid is like, well... Here's my child advice mm-hmm. because because child advice yeah. is very child, sage sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it, it is. is. It's so simple, but you mm-hmm. know, it like, oh yeah, that's. I mean, I guess I am kind of getting mm-hmm. caught up in my own bullshit, yeah. and I should look at this more simply. But, and like the little kid be like, oh well, it sounds like Pitch is really afraid of losing his only friend. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. putting it in those simple terms that only yeah. a kid can really see, and then like, oh. 
yep. the light bulb goes on, and now the Guardians are getting their asses kicked. Yeah. And Jack shows up and is like, I've crossed the horizon to find you. This is to find you. And now the shippers have something to ship, so I don't have to look at Jack Frost and Elsa or Jack Frost and Bunny. <laughs> I mean, there's there's plenty of... Anyway, I d- I'm not going to touch yeah. any of that. Yeah, me neither. Um, but, but now yes, I'm approaching safe. with compassion would be I think, fantastic. I think the pairing is called Black Ice, by the way. Of course it is. Of course it is. But see, <laughs> now it's not a horrible, horrible ship. In our version, it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so Jack approaches with compassion, and that is ultimately what saves the day. And then they're both guardians, and yeah. Jack becoming a guardian at the end doesn't feel like the resolution to a character arc that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Jack becoming a guardian at the end is fine, but they frame it like it's the logical narrative conclusion of his arc, and like it's something he's always wanted, and it's not. Yeah. So in He already this... got the thing he wanted, which was just like to be noticed. Yeah, to be noticed and yeah. to know who he was. And so in Except this... I noticed me. <laughs> yeah. And so in this version, it's more of a... They figure they realize what pitch and Jack bring to the table. Like, yeah, yeah. cold yeah. sucks. Darkness can suck, but there's also beautiful things in that, and mm-hmm. also fun, and yada yada. And they balance each other out, and they're a team. And there's a there's a power to darkness that is, I mean, a power to to fear that is very useful and safe. Yeah, yeah. and they are on the lake at the end of the movie, but we have a second where Jack freezes the lake to the bottom mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And then the children are allowed to be on it, and the yeah. reindeer are still not allowed because that. Do we even need the other kids? Not really, but I mean, since we cut the belief thing, we don't need them. Yeah, but for uh, the purposes of like chase sequences, I'm not going to write them out for necessarily. Maybe they're there, maybe they're not. It's Schrodinger's children. (laughs) I'm gonna leave that up to the visual effects department and how many children. I would like to also point out that we have we barely mentioned Bunny in this version. Well, that's because Bunny doesn't have any bearing on the plot. Yeah, Bunny anymore. Not anymore. Bunny well, barely had bearing yeah, on the plot no. originally, except well, that the no, movie it, it, happens to take place near Easter. Bunny is comic yeah. relief. And he's yeah. good comic relief. And Bunny's but, still there yeah. as comic relief, but all the comic relief, as we've said, was pretty much on point. So. Yeah, they can keep yes. that. So that stays exactly the same, and mm-hmm. that's our movie. I And Jack it's... has a family, both in Jamie's yeah. family and in The Guardians, mm-hmm. and Pitch has friends, and Tooth Yay. is Tooth. And I like this version because you get more Tooth. Mm-hmm. And less, yeah, less north. There's more tooth nothing, to it. Less not, north. not that there's anything wrong with north. I just, I really mm. like tooth. So. Yeah, me too. And I like, like yeah, they never, she's very pretty. Yeah. So yeah, I like. If she had eyebrows, she would have been. Perfect. And, I, and I like female characters. So yeah, it could have been great. Boom. More eyebrows. <laughs> so Merry Christmas to one and all, or Happy Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, uh, whatever it is you celebrate. And a Happy New Year, or Happy Easter if you're listening to this around Easter. It's, yeah, you know. it's a, it's a, it's our Easter special and our Christmas special all rolled into one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Christmas uh, Easter. Yeah. So thank you for coming with us on this ride. I, I'm really happy with what we came up with there. Yeah, I, like I think that. it's a really good yeah. idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks for coming to this episode of It Could Have Been Great. And as always, we don't have a sign off. No. No, but follow us on Twitter. Uh, come, come for the information about when episodes go up. Stay for the very obscure hints that I leave as to what the next episode Yay. will be. Hee ho. Uh, <laughs>